and welcome back to Eyes of the Mize. I am apparently a Rhodes Scholar, and joining me is someone out in the desert. Hello there. That that was supposed to be uh, what's his name, Obi Wan Kenobi. I've been watching a lot of uh, Clone Wars lately. My roommates have been doing the same thing. Really excited about the new season coming out. It's re- uh, it's already came out, but it's really good, and I'm I'm catching up on it because I never watched all of it. So, hey. But yes, it's John. It's Ian. We're back for a uh, for a little engagement episode 142. We're going to be talking about The Walking Dead because everybody has. But this is going to be our opinions and possible ways that wizards could have been done better because boy could they so the last you heard of us was months ago because it is october 7th i think the last yes. one was what april uh, that beginning of or end of march that it's, it's been angry. it's been a decade since then obviously covid has wreaked havoc on in-person events and life in general but we're uh, still march, here and... or april 3rd was our episode announcing uh flourishing fox march 26th was our last formal episode gotcha um man flourishing fox what a card huh what? we kind of we kind of like said this card would have legs but my goodness that card whew. we did not expect <laughs> ian and i did not expect cycling to be as broken as it was in Ikoria, nor as like fringe playable and standard as it ended up being i mean but we we hadn't at the time we recorded it they hadn't really shown us a whole bunch of other cards that were you know like no single you know generic mana cyclers were like oh this is an uncommon this might be like an uncommon cycle no there were commons that was crazy yeah. and amazing I, and i loved it for, for what it's worth i love decoria but this episode could be two hours long if we let it. Oh, absolutely. Um, but since then, um, I have been playing... I moved across the country, like John said, and now not in the East Coast. I'm in the deserts of Arizona, and I have mostly been playing Webcam Commander. Because that is a fun way to play Commander when you have to stay six feet apart from everyone. And can't travel. That too. But... Uh, so, yeah, basically. Eyes on the community. I've a lot of arena. <laughs> yeah. Have you been doing any of the magic, actually, before we get there? Uh, the last large bit of magic that I played was Aquaria on Arena, and then I did one Supreme Draft on Moto. Nice. Yeah, I haven't really touched a whole lot since, like, early in the pandemic for some of them. I looked online, I'm like, oh, I'm a couple sets behind on my on my uh collections for cards for uh Modern and Legacy on Magic Online, and honestly, once, uh, well, we'll talk about this a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it. First, let's turn our eyes to the community for some good things that are going on. First off, Ju- at the time of recording, the professor at Tolarian Community College just finished a massive fundraiser for a trans lifeline, raising over one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, so for the service. Yeah, so funnily enough, uh, they actually quoted one of his tweets about an hour before recording, and they still had about like forty-five minutes left in the fundraiser, and they said that the magic community alone raised five percent of their operating budget for the year with what we've done so far. So it's probably like 6% now with the extra amount we've raised since then. So that's pretty great considering how less than ideal the community has been lately. I mean, when you get a whole bunch of nerds cooped up and nowhere to go. Which we'll get into. Yeah, but uh, that said, amazing because the community also chipped in, not just in donations, but in uh, prizes because he was only going to give away like two sealed sets from I forget which ones they Eldritch were. Moon and Battle for Zendikar or Zendikar Rising. It was a Zendikar. Yeah, set. it was. It was like one of the little, like little white boxes of like the complete set. And then everyone's like, "Hey, I'll chip in this. I'll chip in this if we hit this much. I'll chip in this if we hit this much." And there was like an original Magic art. Yeah, full sets galore. Uh, a whole bunch a double of double masters case. Yeah, there's like a couple, you know, Dominaria booster box. There's a Kanza Tarkir booster box. There's a whole bunch of Commander product, a test print card that alone is worth like $500, $600. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And it was $4 increments. Basically got you what's pseudo, a pseudo a raffle pack. ticket, essentially. The price of a booster pack. Yeah. So it's like, go booster pack. I, I chipped in 20 bucks because that's what my shopping budget is for discretionary funds that I can just chip in whenever, so... It went straight to there because it's a good cause. Yep. And hats off to the prof for raising a lot of money for a very good cause. Yep. Also, uh, speaking other... of Magic Online, Eternal Weekend yes. is coming to Magic Online because they can't do it in person. So they just announced this today that uh, the 16th through the 18th of October, there are three events happening for Legacy. 
the times for those are 2 p.m. Pacific on Friday, 12 a.m. Pacific. Wow, that's kind of okay. On Saturday and uh, 11 a.m. Pacific on Sunday. So I guess that's 12 a.m. Presumably for the, for the non-North America. Yeah, I, was, I got thrown for a second. I'm like, oh, oh right, yes. And then uh, Vintage has Saturday the 24th at 12 a.m., Saturday the 24th at 2 p.m., and Sunday the 25th at 8 a.m., all time specific. So 25 bucks, you enter. It's up to 672 players max. So basically the event is 129 to 672. Uh, it's $25, and you get a Magic Online God account that unlocks every card eligible for that format that you are entering into, and you have to show up with a constructed lobby deck that matches the format. So, Which is great. Uh, but you also, the first place person, besides like play points, treasure chest, premium foil of standard legal set, gets artwork. Now, for the Legacy one, it is new promo art of Caracas, or Rashad and Port, or Maze of Ith. Each one corresponds with an event. So that what time that threw me for you know non-North America is Rashad and Port. Um, and for the vintage ones, you have Telerian Academy, New Art of Library of Alexandria, and New Mishra's Workshop Art. So that's kind of cool. You get like the actual painting of this. I think it's the, the actual card like they've done in the past. Yeah. Based or, on what it says. So those cards are actually the artwork framed as a oh, card. that's right in a frame right that's right it so it looks like a giant actual card but it's the artwork framed as a card which is really kind of cool actually so indeed oh and in the meantime i speaking of art brief aside i actually won a the pencil sketch for the tattoo version of the ink moth nexus so yeah i have original magic art now yay yay because ink moth. now your office is purdy stinky inky is so good anyway so <laughs> that's enough on that now and let's by the way by the way Good on Wizards for giving God accounts and not requiring people to get the cards they need for those formats. Because sometimes oh, they're yep. not easy. Bring it doesn't deck. matter if Trops are 10 bucks on Magic Online or that Moxon are like 40 bucks on Magic Online. I mean, to be fair, you can basically get an entire set of power for like 50 tickets. But I think, oh, so not only just this one, but other events like PAX Online was doing it and they've been doing, a, and the Gen Con were also yeah. giving these God accounts for these events and i think that is the perfect way to do these kind of online events and i hope they continue to do it even after covid times and all that kind of stuff going forward because it's kind of cool to just be like i want to enter this event and let me just enter it and play whatever the hell i want to play so yep. that's kind of fun but now we're over that let's talk about what we all came here to talk about and what brought us back out of hiatus <laughs> that God. is the secret lair walking dead edition now, secret layer, <laughs> secret layer, like we kind of pseudo covered before, are special little drops that are available for a certain amount of time. This case, it is available from what was it yesterday? Or the fourth to the twelfth. The fourth to the twelfth. Uh, this one in particular oh, is fifty dollars, and there are shipping restrictions on this one too. I think. I think it's like mostly North America. I know you can't get it in South America. We'll get to that in a little uh, bit. Anywho. Anyway, it's six cards this time. Five legendary creatures and one legendary equipment, all black border and mechanically unique. What As does that mean, Ian? Uh, that means that this is something that has never been seen on a card before. These are brand new. Read brand new, not reprints or part of a main set cards. That's specifically from the website itself. They are not legal in standard, but they are legal in commander and all other eternal formats, kind of like the commander products are with, you know, introducing uh, true name nemesis and such. So essentially, it's like that. Anywho, what cards do you get? Well, you get the characters, Glenn, you get uh, Rick, Michonne, Daryl, and Negan. That was the announced cards. They also have a couple treasure tokens and Walker, which are mechanically unique zombie creature tokens that are just your typical 2-2 zombie but they're named walker because the cards reference walkers is that you never say the zed word on walking dead <laughs> yeah that's a lovely little uh shawn of the dead reference for you there anywho but there was one card i've said six right and there's an equipment lucille came out of nowhere kind of like in the you know show bahaha but it's a mechanically unique uh black Oh, God, what's the name of it? It's an equipment. Yeah, it's a black equipment that wasn't actually announced with the thing, and it's not actually on the Secret Lair page. It was kind of in the vein of the stained glass planeswalker cards 
that were in the previous secret layers and some of the oh god mythic edition ones so they had a couple streamers do an unboxing and it was revealed on these unboxings that hey look there are special cards in here so then people you know confirmed with redemption of magic online code or magic online codes for these things as well so yeah same way it's one foil full art daryl well i think they have a foil and a non-foil version right uh they have been for the last i have not okay so anyway this is you get one daryl one Glenn, one Michonne, one Negan, one Rick, five different fo- Walker tokens, and a treasure token. So, yeah. Um, with that, uh, it's available for, at the time of recording, another couple days. It ends on Monday. So get to it if you want it. Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific. So now that I've discussed about what it is, I'll admit that my opinions on this are Probably best served by John going, go! (laughs) Uh, Hot Potato, my favorite game. Yeah, so you're up, tag. (laughs) If you didn't know what The Walking Dead was, by the way, it's a a zombie TV show on AMC that's kind of nearing the end of its uh, runtime, I guess is the best way. Well, I think it's got an 11th season. They're in their 10th season now. And, fun fact, it hits its 10th birthday on Halloween this year. It aired first time Halloween 2010. So... The big controversy, what this all boils down to, is Wizards of the Coast releasing mechanically unique black border cards through limited distribution. This has almost always come back to bite them in the butt in one way or another. The first was Nalathni Dragon, which was released at Dragon Con back in like the early mid-90s. Um, it was only given away at that convention. Players lost their minds, and Wizards say, okay, we won't do that again. Uh, next is a card that more people are going to be aware of, and that's Mana Crypt. The little free artifact that taps for two generic mana, but at the beginning of your turn, or two colors mana, I should say. Beginning of your turn, you flip a coin. If you lose, you take three damage. Because that was originally released in a book promotion. <laughs> it didn't get put in a booster pack until Eternal Masters. Yeah, fun fun enough, too, with that card, is that if you have the book and you have, it still has the rede- redemption code in it, it will not work. Yeah. It's a little mail-in thing you clip out of the book and send in through the mail, because that's how it used to be. Again, this is like mid-late 90s when Mana Crypt came out. Both of those didn't go over very well. We finally got a Mana Crypt reprint. We have not gotten an Alathne Dragon reprint. Not that we really need one. It's not that high of a demand card. Uh, but, more recently, something that people did get a little up, bit up in arms about, not because of Firesong and Sunspeaker, the first of these mechanically unique Biobox promo cards, but because of what Nexus of Fate did to standard and historic and a little bit of pioneer it just being an annoying card um well, well, which not, wizards not only, not only that too but it was a very higher highly playable card that came only in foil that too yes that was that was also part of the bio box thing with nexus of fate too but yeah. i mean it's it's more of the fact that you could only get these mechanically unique cards through that promotion but which by the way wizards acknowledged as of zendikar rising which came out uh, a couple which came out about a week or a week ago uh, that players didn't like it so they stopped doing it because the buy box promo for Zendikar Rising is an alternate art of a rare already in the set yep it's a really good uh, black white cleric I forget its name uh, Aura I believe is his name and he's a scrap heap scrounger or scrap heap trawler for clerics but that's beside the point yeah it is a really sweet card um, but the the real dagger was after Aura was announced on Mark Rosewater's blog, someone asked, hey, what happened to the Mechanically Unique Biobox promos? And Mark was like, well, players didn't like it, so we modified it. And that's like, great, you're listening to feedback. And then you do this. <laughs> and the other thing that Wizard said is these are designed for casual play. Basically, read that as they're supposed to be played in Commander. Because it's five legendary creatures. Glenn is blue-white, Rick is mono-white, Michonne is green-black, Daryl is red-green, and Negan is Mardu. Which, as far as I'm aware, all works with their characters. However, the last two years of magic design has really given people reason to be gun shy with regards to wizards' uh, accuracy the, on the, power it's level. The, the fire acronym, yes. Which I I don't hate the whole fire acronym. Um, I think it's a good idea to make sure that your game is fun, innovative, and and has you know repeated and is able to have replayability. I think that's all good. However, when you look at War of the Spark and the heavy proliferation of Planeswalkers, which I think really soured people on future Planeswalkers, which I didn't personally mind, but it's what the community was looking at. 
uh, Oko and Once Upon a Time in Throne of Eldraine, uh, Uro in um, Theris Beyond Death, the entire companion mechanic, and the current Scourge of Standard Omnath, which we'll talk about briefly a little bit later, really made people really gun-shy. It's like, well, how can you tell us that these are not going to see play in Legacy or Vintage or be automatic four-ofs? And along, all along those lines. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> There's already been a 5-0 list. <laughs> yeah, Gregory Orange, the Orange Assassin. Noted control player, by the way. 5-0 to Legacy League with humans uh, featuring Rick and Michonne. The best flavor win, though, was a screenshot he posted while he was playing that league of his deck surviving through two, that's right, two engineered plagues, which are an enchantment. I think it's for one in a black and two in a black. Two in a black. It's the same cost as Plague Engineer. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. And Plague Engineer was the reworked version of this. And then it basically gives creature, you choose a creature type when ETBs and all creatures of that type get minus one, minus one. So Rick gives a static plus two, plus two to all humans. They picked humans and gave it minus two, minus two. Therefore, they survived through it all. It was a board which state. Is, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious in and of itself. But yeah, so um, it's definitely a case of like, will will it spike a tournament? Who knows? Because we don't have legacy tournaments. But it can 5-0 a league. Now, granted, decks can 5-0 a league, you know, with some weird total jank. But it has shown that these cards can be played in a competitive deck. Or a deck that now, can play competitively, I should say. I think the, the collective was, was that the Michelin was more or less a joke inclusion, whereas Rick might actually be good in, in Legacy Humans, but we'll see. Well, to be fair, sorry, I'm, I just got to talk about Rick very briefly, just because, to, to reference it, so Rick, Steadfast Leader, is a two-white-white legendary creature human soldier. He's three a 3-4. Three, As Rick enters the battlefield, choose two abilities from among First Strike, Vigilance, and Lifelink. Humans you control have each of the chosen abilities. So you could have First Strike, Vigilance, you know, those combinations. As long as you control four or more humans, humans you control get plus two, plus two. So Rick needs a gang, and then he boosts them up. This, to me, sounded like it could have absolutely been something like, people were saying Thalia. I was saying this sounds like Audric. Yeah, Audric or Thalia. Audric makes a little bit more sense to me as well, but... Be, just because of how Audric's... Um, God, I can't remember. Cares about keywords, cares about attacking. Yeah. Well, yeah, the one from... Cares about having most, a lot of people. Yeah, the one from the most recent set would give keywords to other things. So it was just like, yes. yeah, it seemed very much him. That said, you know, I... Yeah, it's... I would honestly love to see a control deck jam Glenn in there or a, you know, Stoneblade deck jam Glenn because Glenn gives... Basically, it's a fixed... Uh, what's it called? He's a fixed... Ophidian? Well, Ophidian and also uh, Shadow Mage Infiltrator. One, yeah, one, blue-white. One blue-white, one three with Skulks. There's your evasion. When he deals combat damage to a player, draw cards equal to his power. Now, Shadow Mage Infiltrator just said draw a card. This one, you could slip him through for damage and then works really well with GTA, pump him up, draw five cards off of a GTA. You know, GTA puts, you know, you pump him up twice to make him a five seven and then he hits for five you draw five cards and then he also get the, the gta2 gets more counters on it and she keeps feeding yeah. it feeds it feeds the beast basically but yeah and then alongside the same line you know people are just kind of upset as well because like these are essentially cards that are being printed in a product that is designed to elicit fomo the fear of missing out and as far as anyone's aware, you know, they're not there's no plans to reprint these right now. These are sec- these are essentially a as some people put it a second reserve list. I think they said I, I think I saw something that said they were going to look to get these into some product at some point in the future, but they the plans aren't quite there yet. Right. From what I saw. But because they, they I believe the wording that people that wizards of police have used because there was a live stream last Thursday. Yeah. Talking about it. And then Mark Rosewater has said on his blog that they can reprint these as magic versions, right? Yeah. And so basically, um, it is a suit. We're not. It's not a strict. This is a like you know reserve list. This is a pseudo thing where it's like they would have to just rename the cards, and they would yeah. be mechanically like basically they would share, not. Kind they'd be of, like the Godzilla cards. They're like the Godzilla cards, but they're not exactly how the Godzilla cards work. They're not going to have mm-hmm. the little sub box for like, it won't say like, 
you know, if it does become Audric, it won't be Audric, and then the sub box will say, you know, Rick, steadfast leader. It's not going to be that way. Yeah. But, but. I, I, I won't lie. You mentioned the FOMO thing. Part of me is like, I should really get one of these. But the other part of me is like, dude, just buy the singles. Another part of me is like, are you ever going to play anything that would play these cards? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. You know what, third angel on my shoulder, you're the, you speak wisdom here. <laughs> you know what, pocketbook and slash budget that sits in mint? You're right. I don't need to buy these. I have other now, I have other things to purchase, like maybe a new computer, maybe a new bike, maybe cosplay supplies. Who knows? <laughs> well, cosplay supplies would be low on my list considering the state of things going on right now. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I just haven't bought anything because I have decision paralysis, but I don't have decision well, paralysis on this one. I am not. I don't will most all. likely not purchase these. No, I'm not either. But and I'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, now let's go to the real people, controversy where the fire people got. Oh god, people got real upset about this. Like so upset, and I was similarly upset that they went to the commander rules committee and said, "Y'all need to ban these in commander because these cards were clearly designed for commander." And people were so upset about. I don't want to play against Rick. I don't want to play against Negan. I don't want to play against Michonne. I want to play Magic. And you and the Commander Rules Committee is a separate entity from Wizards. There is a member of the Rules Committee who works for Wizards, but how much that overlap happens is nothing that I can speculate on. Basically, um, ask, I can say basically from my perspective, I am in the Commander Rules Committee thing. I do have kind of lines of communication, I guess you could say, via thanks to Olivia and my webcam commander Olivia, by the way is on the uh, advisory group but scott larrabee who is the one who works at wizards to my knowledge had no like i think what um sheldon who is you know that basically like one of the main people that they go to for like commander rules committee stuff basically said it had no I, and i trust sheldon on this one but basically he said that there was no cross play between any kind of wizard's influence on this at all via scott or anything like that it was made purely from a hey this is commander like to like separate yourself from any kind of corporate or job stuff and this was made purely for at, on their own so yeah and then there was a big kerfuffle because there was one uh commander co content creator um commander quarters who Basically, was putting out a video a day every time there was a preview talking about how Wizards needs to stop. And over the span of 24 hours, created a new format called Captain, which is just Commander minus the Walking Dead cards. Started the Discord server, realized the Discord server was on fire, apologized and deleted it. Because instead of trying to focus on negatives, he's trying to spin his, that energy into a positive energy to try to, be to benefit the community as opposed to splinter it. Yeah. Um. It, it was from a place of, I guess, passion for the game, I guess you could call it almost. However, it was very, like I said, very misplaced. It did more to splinter than anything else. Um, the word, it was basically like, it's commander with integrity. But it, it as, as somebody who moderates a lot of things, the fact that they basically, like, it was done so hastily that they created a Discord and didn't bother to think, okay, we, do we need mods? Like the first 12 plus hours of that thing was just an unmoderated hellhole from what I heard and from yes, what that people is, that I had I have seen discussions from other servers that I'm not in talk about how one of the people in charge over there earned, quote unquote, their bans from their server. Yeah, it's so. So, however, um, other content creators were able to talk the people behind commander quarters down, um, make them realize like, Hey, you need to like take a step back, breathe. Let's not try to just completely fracture the community over this. This is not conducive to a healthy, you know, format anyway, not, and, and format, not even just commander, but just healthy community uh, of formats. Uh, having two identical things, but only because one was done out of basically, oh, the rules committee didn't do this. Cool, f it, we're done. Same thing, but whatever. Yeah, it's if you don't like the cards, again, it boils down to rule zero, my friends. Rule zero being, if you don't like it in your play group, you don't have to play it. You can house ban it. Or yeah, conversely, if you want to play planeswalkers as your commander, go right ahead. <laughs> 
just be gotta be like, hey guys, do you mind if I do this with my deck? And they'd be like, sure or no. And you should be like, okay, regardless of the decision, don't get upset if somebody says, no, I don't want to play against that planeswalker as a commander. You'd be like, okay, cool. I'll play the other commander I have for it instead. Yeah. That said, it uh everything kind of came to a head all at once as well, right? Yeah. Also, miss me with those tiny leader memes. They're now all captain memes now. Um, I mean, to be to be fair, I think some of the tiny leader things ended up being like a spec play anyway for certain things, but yeah, smother didn't need to be a twenty dollar card. Anyways, um, two other brief notes with regards to some of this controversy. Um, it didn't help that there was a banned restricted announcement that happened that day that people were looking forward to and were excited about because standard was being dominated by the Omnath Menace, and the only card that got banned was Uro. Yeah. It's something that I would describe as a very controversial and a very conservative ban because Wizards has now, in back in within 365 days, within a year, has proven unwilling to ban cards from the recent standard sets. Last year, it was not banning Oko in the food deck before Worlds. This year, it is ban- not banning Omnath because Omnath is still a problem. Oh, right. Yeah, I should also mention uh, the Grand Championship is this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, the grand finals. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Hmm, weird. Uh, if only if only their organized play was, you know, logical. Well, I mean um, more of like for me from like a Twitch chat perspective, like I was like, "Oh right, oh, yeah, yeah, that's this weekend." Yeah. Huh, weird. <laughs> that's fair. Huh. Anyway. Um and then this is the only thing we're going to say about it. Where you personally, the viewer land on this issue is your own decision. Um but Negan, the is a very well-known villain from The Walking Dead. Uh, he is problematic at best. Uh, he is now immortalized in Magic the Gathering. And as a reminder, Magic the Gathering is a game that says on the packs, you know, 13 plus. Teenager plus. Now, kids younger play it as well, and that's, you know, that's their decision or their parents' decision. But Negan is an R-rated villain in a PG-13 game. I, w- I will definitely preface this. If you want to go look up exactly why Negan is controversial, be very forewarned of content warnings uh, yes. regarding uh, potential sexual related triggers. As well as just violence in general. Yeah, high violence, but also some sexual related triggers from what I remember. Uh, yes, please, please be careful about that if that is something that you are not a fan of. So just again. Don't, don't go, you know, again. Don't go, you know, wild off into the Google yonder and just punch it into your uh, the Google bar. Again, R-rated villain, PG-13 game. Yep. But overall, like, there's a lot of things that kind of just, again, like we, I kind of alluded to at the beginning, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of people, like, are stretched to the thin, or stretched thin with, like, just to the breaking point of, like, I need... 2020's been a hell of a decade, yo. It's... Yeah. There's been a lot going on with the pandemic. In the United States, where Ian and I live, it's an election year, so tensions are already pretty high because of that, and it's just there's a, it's just a lot right it, yeah, now. Yeah, it's a lot, and in the Magic community, this just happened to come to a head all at a very similar, small cross-section of time that yeah. if it had been like, if this had come out a couple weeks ago during the summertime, probably wouldn't have been as big a deal. If we didn't have a pandemic and we were having, you know, magic fests every other weekend and we were having regular events this may not have been as big of a thing ian and i would still be doing the podcast weekly instead of you know having everything else going on with our lives oh but this would have been another thing too is this is also a secret layer people soured very quickly on secret layers over this pandemic mainly back in like april because of the theros one with the the gods and the constellation ones where it took forever and i still think people haven't necessarily gotten them shipped. yeah by the way the walking dead ones are gonna ship till january yeah that's I've, that's something too like they're not gonna ship till january so we're ordering them now in october and that's in january and basically every single product that magic has been printing over this pandemic has seen some sort of product delay i think which is not their fault double, it's not their fault there's a global pandemic going correct on. no i'm like double masters i don't think had a product delay I think that might be one of the few that didn't, but basically a lot of secret layers have been pushed back in terms of production. Uh, Commander, Commander Legends, Legends got delayed. Yeah, there's basic, uh, hell, even Zendikar Resurgent, or Zendikar Rising, whatever the heck. I said 
there's a I played sorry I'm playing there's a, a, there's a card that's Zendikar Resurgent. I've been playing a lot of Commander and Zendikar Resurgent is in those decks because it's a good card. Anyway, Zendikar Rising was also had print issues and stuff like that. So there's been a oh, Battle Bond had issues. Was Battle Bond? Uh, no, Battle Bond was fine. No, Battle what's the one I'm thinking of? This. Jumpstart. That's the one. Yeah, Jumpstart. Jumpstart had issues. Jumpstart. Jumpstart's now getting to Europe. Yeah, just now. Yeah, Jumpstart came out like in the summer. And it took yeah. till now. It's October. It came out. It came out concurrently with Core Twenty Twenty One. Yeah, and it's just now getting to Europe, which is why cards like Al- Allosaur Shepherd, yeah, Allosaur Shepherd, yes. which is the Mythic from the Elves deck. It's and you only get a chance at that one necessarily. If you get the Elves pack, you don't necessarily get that for sure. So it's a Mythic with a chance at it, and that card was a hundred bucks in paper at one point. It's still like ninety tickets online or something like that. Uh, By the way, res- there there are sealed Walking Dead uh, secret layers that are being resold right now online for two hundred bucks. Oh, just because people have gotten scarcity. Them in hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, what's it called? Oh yeah, I, I need it for Legacy Infect. It's actually a really good card in Legacy Infect. Alice or Shepherd. That that doesn't that makes sense to me. Well, if you get a if you end up with like three or four like three or four lands and you have like two of the. Uh, Two noble hierarchs. hierarchs out. You basically can make your infect creature like a five-five, and then just pump it easily to win. That's pretty good. I mean, it's one of those like, nice. yeah, you're wasting all, you're dumping like six mana into it, but it's a pump spell. <laughs> oh, and it makes all your creatures so, uncounterable, which is also great. Yeah, it's really it makes good. All green spells. Yeah. Um, yes. So basically, not important. <laughs> it's not. It's not relevant to what we're talking. No. About, yeah. No. But... It's a good card. There's in product delays. Yeah, it's it's been a year, and again, like John said, it's not Wizards' fault. There's a pandemic going on globally. Supply so, chains are stretched. People don't necessarily have e- the full supply chain, so it's fine. Right. Anyway. So what Ian and I aren't going to do is pile on on Wizards. Correct. Because enough of people have piled on on Wizards. Well, to be, and- to be fair, also, I want to say why. Like, I mean, for me personally, like I mentioned I haven't played a whole lot. I've kind of made a break from a lot of the game maybe with this had happened if i had been more invested would i be caring more maybe but also i think john and i have had a history of like keeping fairly level head with a lot of these things and i mean i might make like a oh my god this is a ridiculous tweet but i'm not gonna like have sustained outrage over this i'll be like this is ridiculous okay let's look at this from a level head perspective which is what we're about to do you could be i mean ian and i are both upset but it's not it's coming from a a genuine genuine place of caring about the game because Ian and I both love this game. I think it's fair to say this game basically changed my life for a lot of reasons. I mean, I only know John. John was my best man at my wedding because of magic. Yeah, I picked up this game because I had a breakup and I needed a hobby because my previous hobby was talking to my girlfriend on Skype. I dove back into this game after like a thirteen year break from the game after a like I was, I started dabbling again because of Lure, but after a breakup, I dove headfirst into the game again. So it's it's done a lot for both of us, and yeah. we want it to keep going. Yeah, for now, God knows how many more years. For the rest of this segment, um, what I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about how wizards could avoided this. I'm going to talk about what wizards could do from here potentially to help make things better, and then. Um, the last thing I bought was the Yargle Day Secret Lair because that was actually hilarious. Um, it was pretty good. And it's fantastic. Um, but I'm not planning on buying any more Magic product that is currently in print from Wizards. My, all of my Magic purchases are going to be restricted to singles that are at my local game stores or online that are in out-of-print sets because I don't want to give Wizards any more of my money. That's fair. Now, what could Wizards have done to avoid this? Funnily enough, better communication. Like, really. The 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 seething song on communication was February twenty eighth nineteen. How is it not? How's it not gotten better, but gotten worse? <laughs> um, I mean, I I don't know if it's gotten worse. It just hasn't gotten better. Yeah. Now there's a lot of people who saw the live stream from the past this past Thursday and said it was like we were being talked down to. And I don't know if Blake, Mark Hagen, and Aaron Forsyth felt like they were talking down to the community. But in my job, and Ian, I don't know if this is true in your job as well. But perception is reality. If I say something to Ian, and Ian perceives it as me being rude to him, I can't then go, well, I wasn't being rude to you, you can't be offended. 
Oh, that's not how that works. Oh yeah, no. Especially in society these days, it's it's definitely a um, it's it's the whole like oh no, it was just a joke. It's like well, it's not a joke if nobody was laughing. But also, you know, you really need to just kind of like realize what you say matters. Yeah. <laughs> even, if, even if even if you're, you say, even if you're even if you're how you say yeah, it. even if you're a small voice, like that could mean a lot to somebody. You might say something out of place to somebody who might be overhearing and you didn't know they were overhearing, but Hey, that person now all of a sudden is going to have a bad day because they might've heard something they didn't like hearing. And yeah. I have to do it. Like you mentioned in my line of work, it's a, uh, you got it. Yeah. We've, we've become a, the army has definitely become a place where we've had to watch, you know, you have to watch what you say, uh, equal opportunity, EO kind of stuff, complaints, are way more important and being prioritized because we want to be more inclusive. We can't just be like, oh, well, we're saying this, this, and this. Oh, oops, that person took offense to it. Well, suck it up, man. We're fine. Let's move on because then it erodes confidence in leadership. And yep. as somebody who is a leader, this is coming from me as somebody who has been in leadership positions, this looking for the people who are you know, on the weekly MTG, they are viewed as a leader because they are being put out in front of the community. They have to take, they have to realize that what they say every, down to every word matters. And yeah. you could say one thing out of place and that could be something that changes the meaning of an entire thing entirely that you didn't mean to convey that way. You have to be very, very careful. Yeah. Now, that point about better communication from wizards is kind of nebulous. There's nothing concrete there to latch onto. Now, this is something that I think wizards could have done that would have alleviated all these concerns. Now, I don't know if this is possible, either through time frames of how sets are designed and sent to the printer and whatnot, or what the specific agreement between AMC and, Wiz and Wizards slash Hasbro is. But they should have put these cards in Commander Legends. They should have put them in Commander Legends, had announced saying, hey, the magic versions of these cards will be in Commander Legends, and just said that up front. And then I think they would have avoided this entire thing. And the people, the Walking Dead fans would have been excited and bought this product because it's the Walking Dead on magic cards. And then the magic fans who don't want the Walking Dead on their, in, their, in their magic game can go and get Commander Legends and get the magic versions of these cards. And then everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, I think that, again, depending on the time frames because you know standard legal sets are have a two-year-ish uh product production from co initial concepting to to the finishing of set of exploratory design to the beginning of set design to the beginning of play design to printing that's about a two-year process and secret layers they could probably go from from concept to execution over the span of a couple months or they could when they started thinking about these secret layers, they could have one that's sitting in their back pocket for over a year. Who knows? It's like, hey, we know, like, we, we know we're going the to the right we, moment. We know we're going to this plane. We know we're doing these kind of like mythics for, I'm going to fall back to the example of the constellation gods. Hey, we know we're going back to this plane. We know we can do this. We can introduce a couple different versions of it. You know, bring back some of the, reprint some of the old gods, reprint the, or print the new gods, but give them a different flavor and just make them all constellation because Starfield. Yeah. So it's a way to it's now, a way to tie in like cool little collector things with sets. And also, um, you're mentioning timeframes. There's also stuff like mystery boosters, which Gavin said he, he's been working on that in his back pocket for literal years and years. I think Commander Legends is also like has been in has been in concepting for like three years plus. Mark Rosewater sat on unstable for a decade almost. Yeah. So these supplemental sets have longer you know, production times, quote unquote. Yeah. So especially when it comes to, hey, maybe you could put in Commander Legends, like that might have been in the works for a long time. And we are yeah. only seeing the fruits of its labor now, whereas this could have probably had a shorter time frame or who knows, but. Yeah. Now I will say there are apparently, I thought I this was a, a unique idea to me, but apparently there were other people saying, just put them in Commander Legends. At this point, it is probably too late to put these in Commander Legends. Oh, it's. it's I'm just yeah. putting that out there. Commander Legends cards have already been finished. Their art's probably all been done. They've already been to the printers. Those boxes are being made right now, and they are probably on boats coming from various places, going to distributors now to be shipped out. Hey, John. Or if they're not, they're going to be soon. Hey, John, can I just say one thing, though? When this was announced, the very first thing that popped up, my, my initial what? gut reaction was, oh, cool, they're doing this again? It's like the Godzilla card? This might be pretty freaking rad. And yeah. 
it kind of just soured from there because of where everything went. But I thought like in like the my initial knee jerk reaction was, oh, that's kind of cool. Probably not for me, but yeah. kind of cool. I mean, I wasn't gonna buy these anyways, but everything else kind of confluenced together. And then obviously, Wizards could have made them silver border. They could have done the, done the Godzilla treatment. And I think Blake said this in the um, in the weekly MTG. I think Mark said this as well. Those avenues just didn't work for what they wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, and I am a bit. I have been. I have told. I have said this about Wizards before. I am okay with them experimenting and trying new things. But if it doesn't go over well, if it doesn't work, you gotta pull the plug. And so for me, uh, one thing with this is I want to just jump in is please, for the love of God, and I know our listeners aren't usually in this group because whatever, you guys are pretty good with this, but love of all that is holy, please, 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 these are people. Do not harass them. Do not dox them. Do not jump into their mentions and create alternate accounts and do all this stuff harassing them for something that they may have just be they're, – they're the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger for some of these people yeah. like Blake. Blake doesn't make any of these cards. Don't shoot Blake. It's yeah. like well, – This other, is literally not Blake's job. Yeah, there are other people – Blake like, did not flip the switch and say these cards need to be printed this way. Also, the social media managers don't jump – don't like jump down the throats of these accounts and stuff like that. Like yes, there are people behind those corporate accounts and stuff like that too. It, they have to respond to this just like we do. They might not be a fan of these cards either, but guess what? They got to print stuff like, check these out. These are awesome. Like, And the people who are previewing these cards, they have a nice opportunity presented to them. Now, granted, probably hashtag free preview kind of thing. Or like, hey, check this thing that Wizards was able to come with me. Hashtag sponsored, hashtag free preview, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's just you know some people's branding opportunity. That's fine. Cool. Check Raj got it. And I think with day nine, especially with when he revealed his cards, people didn't necessarily jump down his throat from what I saw, which was kind of nice actually. But I think that's more that speaks more to day nine's total audience and less the magic audience. Well, right, but still, it's a case of like, hey, there was a case of people didn't actually jump down their throats, which is kind of nice in this whole situation. Yeah. But anyway, back on so, to other things. That's that's kind of what Wizards could have done before this announcement going forward to do that obviously listen silver borders off the table godzilla treatment of these specific cards is off the table they can't straight up put these in commander lessons unless they are already in the set the horse is, in that case they should have announced it beforehand yeah the horse is out of the stable at this point right so what can wizards do from here well circling back to that one of those previous points be better about communication because man a lot of this could just be a whole lot would be a lot better and a lot smoother if there was somebody whose name was not Mark Rosewater, who was the director of, of public relations so, and was front and forward facing. And I love Mark. Mark is great. I love that Mark has a blog and I love that Mark answers all of our questions, whether we like them or not. But please put a director of PR out there. Uh, so another thing, too, it's not just public facing. You're, you're, you're going to the PR route, which absolutely needs to be a case. And there needs to be somebody who can basically be the point man for that and not worry about designing and other stuff as well internal communication is also one heck of a thing like yeah. this could be a point where like somebody might get blindsided like somebody who might be the pr person or a social media manager gets handed this like oh hey by the way yeah you're you're right on to this but like this is happening next week and then you have to be like uh what i'm sorry huh kind of thing so I don't know how they can handle it internally, but I, I know, I'm sure there are lines of communication already there. It's just that at certain points, it seemed like, or not necessarily with this one, but there are certain times where it seems like one side of the house doesn't quite exactly have the full picture and has to answer questions, but then somebody else comes out and says, oh, no, no this is the full clarification on this, and it kind of... It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't exactly undermine fully, but it's definitely a case of stepping on toes. So mm -hmm. clear lines of communication internally, clear lines of communication externally. That's probably the biggest thing. Period. Yeah. And my next two points is what they could do from here to improve this. Is you'll think they're the same, but I don't think they're quite the same. The first is you have to commit to printing these within one to two years. You have to commit to putting these cards, the magic versions of the Walking Dead cards, 
in a mass distribution product. I mean a commander booster. I mean a command or a standard booster. I mean a commander pre-constructed deck. I mean something like Mystery Booster 2 or whatever. Something that is a print-to-demand set that is sold in local game stores to to get them out there. Because right as of right now, the only way that anyone can get these cards is through the secret layer. And that puts card availability way, way down. Yeah. And yes, complaining about card availability in a format like Legacy, in a format like Vintage, and even in a format like Commander, where people want to play Gaia's Cradle but can't because it's a it's almost a thousand dollar card in some play in some cases, you know. Yeah. But making it so that these are available and as the Magic versions within one to two years needs to be a priority. Yeah, and even on Magic Online, I don't think I've seen anything regarding sticking these in. The la- I don't, I don't haven't seen a treasure chest update that would reflect these yet. Yeah, they should be in the treasure chests. Oh, for sure. But yeah, even if it's just like a case of like, hey, from this point moving forward, if we like, if Wizards, us as the company, prints a new card mechanically unique in a secret layer set going forward, we promise within X time that it will be in a set. So basically, the minute this set goes, like the order order goes online you've started the clock. You have a clock ticking before this. And then if not, you've just broken the public trust. And that's something that as a massive company like this, you can't afford to keep doing. So that's one of those, like you can't really like the comp- the, the players can't really pop a lawsuit at you because I mean, hell, if that was the case, we would have had one for reserveless by now, but and we're not even going to touch that animal. No, we're not. But it's a case of, you know, just a promise to the players like, hey, we will do this for you to make sure that, yes, it's going to be here, but within a year or so, so we can, you know, because remember, we mentioned lead time. They need to design something like your next point, John, is put them in Modern Horizons 2. Modern Horizons 1 was ridiculously broken with certain things. It warped a lot of formats, but they need the lead time to say, oh, we're putting these mechanically unique cards in secret layer. Can they work in this like Modern Horizons 2 or 3 or whatever moving forward kind of stuff like, like that. Like the only one of those cards that I would be personally afraid of in Modern is Rick. But I think we, everyone can agree that Rick is the most powerful of the cards. Anyways, I, th- I think Rick would almost be a card where it's like you're slamming him as like, all right, you've already done a lot of damage on turns 1, 2, and 3. You're slamming Rick on turn 4 thanks to your Aether Vial. You're, you're Aether Vialing him in combat kind of thing like that or something like that exactly but so it's it it's yeah. a case of like corner wise who knows there might be something down the road for that that he would infect modern but who knows it's whatever i think that modern horizons 2 from my understanding of how they make sets modern horizons 2 is not finalized yet so they probably have an opportunity to put it in that set but it's going to be finalized and that soon. way you avoid you avoid getting them in standard yeah. that way you just avoid putting them in standard oh, yeah so. these these cards should not see standard play in terms of, I don't. I think some of them are too. Michonne would be very good in standard. Uh, Daryl, I think, would be very good in standard. Glenn would be okay in standard. Uh, I don't think Negan would be very good in standard, and I don't think Lucille would either. And Rick would be pretty good, depending on how many humans. Are it playing. would have to be like a core set or something like that. Just, but we're not having core sets coming up next year. And the thing is, is they like to have balance with like cycles. You're not just going to have like a Mardu. Exactly. You're not going to have a Mardu legend, a mono white legend, a blue white legend. It's it's all over the place with that kind of thing. So, exactly. Now that's kind of my thing of what Wizards could do or could have done, and what Wizards will be doing. Is there anything that you think differently that I missed that they could have that they could do different? They they could do going forward. Honestly, not really. I mean, it, just communication committing that you will print these again and then it becomes the the onus is on them of where do we print these so yeah it'll boil down now as i mentioned before uh the last magic product i bought was the argyll day secret layer and before that i bought some tickets for a secret for a excuse me for a supreme draft and i played a whole lot of Aquaria. right now i've got a bunch of gems just chilling in my arena account haven't opened it in months same with magic online and right now, I'm not planning on spending another dime, like I said, on anything that Wizards is putting out that is currently in print. So, so for me, I'm not buying any Zendikar Rising. I'm not buying any Core 2020. I'm not buying Throne of Eldrain. I'm not buying any Kaldheim when it comes out, Strixhaven, D&D set, or the Innistrad set coming out, unless a couple of things change. So the last singles I bought were for my Coria for Commander cards. I still haven't updated my Commander decks with recent cards. I have basically bought two, pre-con- or two pre-release kits for each of the sets that have come out since uh, the pandemic started, because 
all my LGSs have been wonderful and done the, hey, come by, pick it up, play at home. Sweet. Uh, I've also purchased a box of Double Masters, and that is specifically for my collection of, I have one of every Masters and Horizons booster box sealed sets. That's going to be an amazing sealed format at some point. Oh, yeah. And I might just, I was like, hey, rainy day to do it. I might just do it like at one of the first major events that we have back in person. Like it's going to be the perfect time to do it. And I'll just do like a phantom draft. I don't care. But that's basically been my magic expenditures. Uh, Magic Online, I'm behind a couple sets, like I mentioned, for my modern and legacy decks. I know Infect got a couple new updates from some sets. Uh, And Arena, I basically haven't touched in a while because once my, I was playing Fires for a while. Then fires got banned, and then most of my cards weren't playable in other decks without fires. So it was the debate of, do I dump more money into the product to buy this, to draft, to purchase packs, to get wild cards, to build another deck, or can I just let it languish? And I'm letting it languish until something jumps out of me because I haven't seen a deck that's like, I need to play this right now. But other than that, John, you talk about what your business, because I'll probably purchase something, but like my budget is weird right now. So who knows? Yeah. So, for me, I'm not planning on buying anything, but I want to let Wizards know, if anybody from Wizards is listening, what I would like to see personally for you to be able to earn the ability to sell me things again. But first off, you got to be, if you want to be aggressive on your card designs, like you have been for the last year, year plus with the fire design philosophy, you also have to be equally aggressive with your BNR announcements. You can't have a four color mythic running rampant in your format with mediocre cut, with mediocre color fixing and then ban a two-color card that has been a problem for an entire year, right? I understand that your sets need to have chase cards that people need to buy, and they you need them to open a bunch of packs so that they can pull this one card so that they can finally get their things done. But if you're going to be aggressive on your designs, you have to be aggressive on your banning. Be aggressive. You're not Direwolf Digital. Aggressive. Yeah, you're not Direwolf Digital with Eternal, where they are very... I wouldn't say they're aggressive, but they push their cards for release, and then they will pull them back via nerfs if things prove problematic. Magic is they magic is not digital only. They can't you yeah. can't go back and hotfix. Like as as an example, in Eternal, they printed a card that was a four mana six five. That whenever a, a creature plays a whenever an opponent plays a creature, you gain a life and you silence all units in the enemy hand when it comes into play. Right? They pulled it back to make it a four mana six four. Uh, still has the life gain clause, but only uh, silences single color or monocolor creatures in the opponent's hand, right? And they can do that. They're a digital game. If you're going to push cards like this, you can't, you can't be cagey about it, and you can't have it be as openly oblique as saying, oh, we're not banning Uro because it's the mythic and the recent set, right? Remember, perception is reality. If your players are perceiving you as not wanting to ban card, as not banning a card in the recent set because it's in the most recent set and not because of power level reasons, that's why you're banning it. It doesn't matter what the other what the other reasoning is. If you want to prove us wrong, then give us the data. Let us see. Let us see the results. Let us see the metagame data so that we can either correct it on our on our own, or you can show your work. Plus, okay. I mean, John and I have been doing it, but there's been a lot of online tournaments people can play and now you can jam a lot of arena till the cows come home you can jam a lot of magic online people are at home they have time games are getting solved metas are getting solved way quicker and or not just solved but solidified and stuff like that infinitely faster than they have been in the past and it's like oh maybe we ban and you know maybe the format will fix itself it's like no people especially if something like gets so overwrought like this people just aren't going to want to play the format so they're not going to have time to fix it and it just becomes a weird feedback loop that just er, and honestly honestly the worst thing that wizards ever did was have pioneer be on these rolling ban lists so that magic players got the idea oh you don't think this card is broken wizards fine i'll break it for you and make you ban it hey remember remember pioneer Pioneer is honestly apparently in a really good place right yeah. now. Arclight Phoenix is apparently a good deck there, by the way. Hey, my, my buddy. It's finally yeah. out of standard, by uh, the way. <laughs> it is. Uh, and then also, kind of along those same lines, Wizards, you got to be more open. I understand that you can't tell us everything. That's part of what my job is right now, too. I can't tell people everything. I'm, I'm, under, have to... I'm under some pretty heavy NDAs. <laughs> yeah. National security level NDAs, probably. <laughs> yep. Uh, and you just gotta be able, you just gotta be more open with us, right? 
And I don't know if it's got to be Mark or Blake or Aaron or whoever, but you have to be more open and let a, and talk to us and let us know what's going on and why things are happening. And th- that's my kind of just three core points as far as what wizards can do to, to re-earn my business. And But again, I'm only one person. And it's not, and those are my reasons, but I fully see, understand, and accept those reasons as well. Uh, the, the BNR stuff, for sure. Um, <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's definitely a case of you need to step it up. If if things are going to be more aggressive, like we're, 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 we're out of the, oh, we're not going to touch formats like we had between Callblade and the beginning of the rash of energy bannings it's just we're we're in a we're in an era now where it needs to be pruned you need to prune the tree constantly we can't you can't let it overgrow and hope that a new set coming out is going to fix things because it only just added to the mess exactly uh, the product decisions being open you mentioned perception reality like hey what you say matters just be mindful of that like if you, you have to if you have to read from a script i mean some people are going to get you for that i wouldn't me personally, again, I'm just one person. I wouldn't care. I would love it if you had pre- prepared remarks because that way you know what you're saying is going to be what is expected for you to say. You might not say something accidentally out of line or a word slip here or there that could mess you up. Now, my kind of summary of all of this is if the walk- if the Secret Lair, wa- if Secret Lair of the Walking Dead upset you as a player and if everything that Wizards is doing you think is is not good, Please read Saffron Olive's article that came out on Monday. If you're not happy with the state of magic, stop giving Wizards your money. Yeah. Because there have been a lot of times where Ian and I have been upset at things that Wizards have done, but we've still purchased things. Yep. Right? It's called voting with your wallet. By the way, if you're American over 18 years old, vote in the election. Yep, I'm registered. Likewise. But vote with your wallet. Tell Wizards that you're not happy with the way things are. And until things improve, you're not going to spend your money on them. And it's one thing you might be like, oh, well, I'm just one person. I mean, obviously the Walking Dead fans are going to buy this. There are people who have the, the you know, spending money that they can expend on, expand on this and stuff like that. They'll they'll buy it and it'll be, still be a hit product. And woe is me. I, I'm not going to make a drop in the bucket. But I mean, you don't have to do it necessarily. Uh, Wizards is going to make a killing on this. Oh, I know they are. Don't like, get it twisted. Oh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. They're going to make, they're going to slaughter with this. It's going to be amazing. It's going to do boo bucks uh but you don't have like john said you don't have to buy new sealed product wait for something to go out of print like guess what all of ravnica all the new ravnica block ravnica 3 is now out of print technically you can go buy that and it's not going to necessarily you know help it's it's current in pro in print product that is stuff that's like that go buy singles from your lgs remember there's a global pandemic going on your lgs might be hurting hard still yeah um, but yeah, if you don't just give withers your money, at least help your LGS out and stuff like that. Buy board games. Yeah. There's a lot of board games that you can buy for 50 bucks that are great. Dude, villain. And have infinite replayability. Villainous is an amazing game. Yes, you're giving it money to Disney. Whoops. But it's, it's amazing. And the expansions are really yeah. fun. You can check it out. Anyways, also, terraforming, terraforming Mars is huge. If you like super crazy, intense strategy games, check that one out too. That's got a stamp yeah. of approval from me. Uh, anything you want to add about this before we move on to the final topic? Nope. It's a good article. Go read it. All right. So since we've had a multi-month hiatus, I, I felt it was fair. The last time we talked, we were talking about how, you know, the pandemic was crazy. Ian was moving. I was, I had things happening at work and with the pandemic, not really improving. I think it's finally time to say that we are going to be on a indefinite hiatus. Semi-permanent. For the moment. Yes. We're not saying goodbye. We're saying goodbye for now. Yep. Uh, it's John put it down to so long. And thanks for all the fish, but it's so sad that it has come to this. Yeah. However, it's however, we might come back at some point here and there. We might yeah. also, you know, pop in if magic starts happening again. We'll refresh it and stuff like that. Again, also, it's another thing of too. We've been doing this podcast for what four years now. Four years about, yeah. And we were doing it weekly. The only other breaks we had were me doing chemo. And me going to the field. But even then, we had guests and stuff like that. We've had 142 episodes. That's, you know, I'll pat myself on the back for that one. I would yeah, love to get, I would did, love to get to 150. So <laughs> who knows? We might pop in from now and then to check in with you guys. We really do appreciate everyone who's been an avid listener. I know we've, got, I know we've, we've seen tweets from you. We, we've seen them. Thank you so much for saying, hey, when are you guys coming back? We miss your takes on it. Um, Honestly, 
Like, I want to say, yeah, I'm streaming again. I say that every damn time. Every <laughs> single time. Uh, however, I know my wife wants to start streaming and stuff together, and we might do that a little bit more. Um, again, I mentioned I stream Webcam Commander with my friend Olivia, who's an amazing cosplayer, amazing human being, and a whole bunch of other friends at Affinity Artifacts. Uh, that's her Twitch channel. She's, you know, Gober Hicks on Twitter. But... Yeah, if you want to see me and do that stuff, I'm I'm out there. I'm doing some stuff. Follow me on Twitter. I mean, I know it's jumping right into where can you find us, but we'll get to that in a second. But 2020 has been a year. It's been a decade and a half. Yeah, with the last Magic event I went to was Magic Fest Austin. I went to Reno like yeah. weeks before this kick. Like it was literally like March 1st, I think, is when I flew home from that. And not even end of January, literally, literally two weeks late or no beginning of January. Yeah. For me, but for me, it was March. Like Reno was at the yeah. end of March, like March, like end of yeah. end of February, beginning of March, and then two weeks later, like it was February, like it was March thirteenth that yeah. I know my wife's schools closed. March sixteenth was the first day that I was on work from home, and I worked from home for six months until I moved to my new unit. <laughs> and yeah. it's, I hope you all like. We talk about we talk about how much we love Magic the game. It is a great game. But the reason why Magic has stuck around as long as it has is not just because it's a good game, but it's because of the gathering. Um, because you get to meet people like Ian, like John, like Olivia, like Shivam, like the Professor, Marshall, Graham, Kathleen, you know, Eric Froh, all the Athena. All the amazing streamers that have popped up these days, too. Um, Amy. Doc. Numont. Amy the Amazonian, uh, Nessa Meow Meow, Bloody, uh, MTG Nerd Girl, Emma Handy like, streaming and stuff like that. Like all these like, pro players with the MPL and stuff like that. There's so much stuff that's out there. It's an amazing game, but in person, missing that has really shot a lot of. I'm not saying my love for the game. It's just it's made me have to put it on pause for a while, which stinks. Like, it's and again, none of this is Wizard's fault. Oh, absolutely. Like the Wizards is not Wizards of the Coast is not at fault for the pandemic. Underscore bolded. Oh, I also forgot. My friend Jeremy Noel from Star City Games. Yeah. I'm I'm on his commander streams too. Like, there's so many things, there's so many stuff out there, and just because Eyes on the Mize is getting put on the shelf for right now doesn't mean we still don't care deeply about this game. We really do. And we've and I appreciate personally. Uh, these 142 episodes with you, John. I mean, not all 142 because we've had you know solo episodes and <laughs> guests and blah blah blah. But it's been a heck of well, a ride absolutely. and fun. And I look forward to the day where we can actually get back, pick this back up again on a on a. It might not be full time basis I, again. It might be every other week. It might be once a month. But when we pick this back up again, it's going to be fun. Here's what I'm looking forward to, Ian. Yep. Our third time together in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> right like good lord i i, I can't believe that it, it's only been twice it was it it was at gp vegas and your wedding very, yeah the, gp vegas 2015 mind you everybody at home the very first time we met in person was like in a like getting a hotel room to split yeah. for vegas and then the next time yeah. i see him is as my best man the internet is a wonderful wild thing and it is uh Never tell you that the internet can't be a force for good. Oh, it can absolutely be a force for good. It can be a force for some really uh, things sometimes. It is a powerful force in general. Yes. But but overall, I think it's fair to say, Ian, that the, the the best likelihood for us to return is when the gathering becomes just as important as the magic. Yep. I think once we reach that equilibrium again on the game, I mean, even like, I mean, obviously the gathering honestly is more important than the magic with a lot of things. Um, hell, I know a bunch of friends of mine like in the community you're like hell we don't even need to have events let's just like when this is all over let's just do something together kind of thing and that's look i was looking forward to taking to taking oh. benjamin wheeler to a waffle house in memphis next month oh, man that would have been fun i i mean i had remember <laughs> me i had my my massive like it was going to be like go to a like reno then a week or two off then there was an scg event then another week or two off then another scg event then another week or two off and then another tournament i was going to fly to like it was like Minneapolis or something, and then we could two off, and I was going to move, and then another tournament, and it was like, I had all sorts of crazy plans, and it was going to be busy and hectic as stuff, and it went, hard stop. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this is, this is we're, we're kind of rambling, but it's one of those like, hey, <laughs> it's, uh, 
the end of the full-time era, I guess you could say. Like, yes. We're not, we're not at the end of the book yet, but we're closing it. For we're closing. We're, 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 hit, we're putting a period on this chapter and moving on to a new one. Uh, it doesn't mean the book, like I said, the book's not done. Uh, the, this chapter has, has finally reached its conclusion. And so Ian, no, sorry. I was going to say, wrong. and with that, <laughs> where can they find you on social media? Y'all can find me at Twitter or on Twitter at Dixon I J that is D I X O N I J. You guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix. I also have a link tree now. I'll put that in the show notes, but also before I switch over to John and ask that, Hey, reminder kids about a month from now, it's desert bus for hope time starting November, Yay. starting November 13th at, I believe 10 AM Pacific, uh, the lovely charity event. I honestly don't know how the heck they're doing it. We've had a couple, like we've had the rust proof bee shed. It's not a tech test, but kind of sort of is thing. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on chat. I'm pretty, we haven't announced the prizes yet. Uh, Cause that usually happens like a week or two before the event, but there's bound to be some fun magic stuff. Come hang out and chat with us. Uh, Desert bus is always, a Oh, fun it's time. a great time. And this year, especially last year was kind of rough. It was good to have it. This year is going to be even better in terms of just bringing a light to people's lives. And I can't wait to see y'all in chat. And seriously, uh, thank you everybody. Uh, this is before I hand over John. Thank you everybody for being listeners and following on uh, our journey and stuff through magic. It, it, we started out maybe hoping to, you know, go competitive. We, we were hoping to be pros. I wouldn't say pros, at least make day twos and com- be, be, be competitive and stuff like that. And we didn't quite get yeah. there, but you know what? The journey is better than the results, right? Speak your, speak for yourself. I've made three day twos. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm a scrub. Anyways. John, that's okay. John, where can they find you? You guys find me on Twitter at jwiley129. That's jwiley129. You can also find me on Twitch at the same handle. I'm I would love to stream, but I don't have the time nor the ability to do so at the moment. And right now, I'm just that that meme I just saw of Grover. We, you opened Twitter again. Oh, oh, hey, um, <laughs> mystery boosters. The mystery booster drafts are now on Magic Online. We got to do we oh, got to yeah, do it. We got to do a draft together sometime. Yes, we'll we will we will organize that. If you want to reach the podcast directly, I'm still paying attention to the accounts. So you can reach us in two ways. You can reach us on Twitter at Eyes and the Mize. Or you can hit us up on email at eyesinthemise at gmail.com. If you want to, send us one of your favorite stories, your favorite episode. Let us know what was your favorite part about this 142-episode journey that Ian and I went on together. I just thought of something we never even mentioned. We we had three preview cards, man. We have, yeah. We had a we, common, we, we, a uncommon, and a rare, and they were all playable in their formats, and it was great. We actually had more. We also, you, You're forgetting the commander previews we got that were the more. Oh, I meant new cards. Not oh, the non new parts. Yeah, we have, Yeah, we had the morph cards too, and like, I, and I got to do uh, what's it called? A planes, the Boros planes from the guild sets, which yes. was fun with things. But yeah, it's it's been great. Yeah. On behalf of Ian, I'm John. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. Ian, love you, man. Love you too, buddy. Mm-hmm.